Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action, a D&D show. And this is our 101st episode. First. 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 Yes, we got through 100 episodes last weekend when the Waffle Crew and the C-Team joined forces to save the multiverse. It's all downhill from here, folks. <clears throat> no, it's been saved. Fair. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It was so it was so magical. It was a magical experience, and thank you, magical. everybody who was able to watch it. Uh, and we had a lot of fun, certainly. Um, so we are down one Jared and one DF today. Uh, Jared is traveling, so um, but but the adventure continues. Now, question for you guys. Um, no, I don't want to die. No, real. good, <laughs> good. Second question for you guys is: uh, You're going to leave Nightstone and make your way, make the journey northward back to Waterdeep. And uh, you'll pass many sites and uh, small little villages on the way. Uh, you'll even go. You'll even pass Daggerford at one point, and then cross a bridge over a river uh, to make your way to the grand city of Waterdeep. That journey uh, happens along well-patrolled road, and uh, there's really no danger to it. But I did want to ask you if there's any business or things that you want to do on the trip back to Waterdeep. And one of the other questions I have for you is. Are you allowing Van Richten to tag along? <laughs> right, right before, right before we leave, so we get like a minute lead. I just like, I just want to try to banish him. Okay. <laughs> like, nope. All right. What's the safety C for that? Oh, never uh, mind. He rolled I a believe. two. Okay. Oh, it's more than he's that. gone. <laughs> Yes, like in a in a blast of oily smoke, uh, uh, Van Richten disappears, banished to some nether realm that Paulton has uh, sent him to, allowing you quite plenty of time to get out of sight and on your way before he returns. Uh, does Paulton have go. a banished word or anything? Like, what does he what does he do when he banishes somebody? Um, he just like holds out a hand. He's just like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Cool. I, I would like to uh, have a heartfelt goodbye with Rosie B. Stinger and thank her for her kind acceptance into her family um, before I leave. Great. And then um, also, are there just like, okay, like how much of this was an illusion and how much of this was like actually real? Like are there demon guts all over the ground? So the demon guts sort of turn into a smoldering, stinky mass puddle of ichor. 
mm. um, over time. So none of the actual entrails are preserved. What's left is just little puddles of okay. stinky goo. Was there mm-hmm. anything off of that pit fiend that like we could take? Um, it does have this immensely heavy, okay, like this five hundred this five hundred pound <laughs> mace that okay, it left behind uh, that's that was still smoldering. Um, and uh, Evelyn doesn't like the cast of it. It's just it, it is right. offensive. Well, that's part of Nightstone now. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but you leave Nightstone behind. Uh, the people of Nightstone will let you take a cart and a mule. Uh, that you can basically ride your way back to town with a mule. Mule, yes. What is its name? Um, they tell you uh, that its name is Henrik, but you, <gasps> can, you can name it anything you want because it doesn't seem to respond to Henrik. I cast <laughs> Speak with Animals and okay. ask it what its name is. All right. Um, uh, let me. What? Why? Because it's important. important. These are the important questions. Yeah, it is important. Um, I'm going to roll this randomly. Holly, Why he didn't know that never... he was he didn't know he was presenting us with a new pet, but I'm not letting him get away with it. <laughs> Look, as when, soon you, as... <laughs> when you get on a flight, do you not ask for like all of the attend attendants' names as yeah. well as the pilot? You're just like, I just want to know. <laughs> well, yeah. If they're gonna serve you, you should know them on a first name basis, okay. at least. <laughs> the mule's name is Lance. Lance? Lance. As in Lance Bass of NSYNC? As in Lance, a long weapon that you poke people with, yes. <laughs> okay. As soon as you cast Speak with Animals, Strix just looks at Evelyn and is like, why did you never do that for Waffles or, or, or Juniper? Why are you doing it on this mule? Because Waffles is not an animal, and I can't do it, and I mm-hmm. tried before. That's true. And Juniper doesn't oh, need to right. talk because all she does is eat and sleep, and we have a very good understanding of each other. I guess Waffles isn't an animal. I guess I forgot about that. Mm. Technically true. And I, I speak to Waffles at that point. I'm like, and I don't need to have a special language to speak to you, do I, baby? <laughs> That's right. I All right. I go to the back of the wagon. Okay. <laughs> I tell Lance that you said hello. And nice to meet him. <laughs> so Lance trucks on, uh, and you're, you're riding in the cart. And the cart's not comfortable, but you pack some hay in there to kind of soften the ride. Uh, Waffles will just sort of gamble behind you um, cheerily. Uh, Simon will probably be riding shotgun with Mm. whoever is controlling Lance. It's usually Strix, so that even makes less sense. Well, yeah. (laughs) For for Evelyn to talk to Lance, but it's fine. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. just Just for flavor, like we're riding, Paul's just like, man, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in a bit. And he, he like, kind of looks around. And uh, I'd like to imagine this scene, there's, like, there's a widescreen bars up top and bottom, and he just kind of reaches over one. <laughs> and then just, like... Pull something out of the audience? No, just, like, pulls up a D&D mug. <laughs> okay. over it, just, like, ooh, corn. <laughs> nice. Strix is, like... That's was that prestidigitation? I'm just going to assume that it was. <laughs> yeah, You've sure. Ne- never seen that. that mug before, or that strange symbol or icon on it. It's kind of uh-huh. cool, though. Very draconic. Hmm, nice. Yeah. Good branding. I'd be careful. It looks like it could hold poison. Well, it is so far. Yeah, it is. It is um, springtime, so the weather is actually quite pleasant. Uh, the wind coming off the coast. Uh, you enjoy the good weather all the way back to the city. 
When you get to the city gate of Waterdeep, you can see that there's a bit of a line to get in. Uh, and I'm going to say, just randomly, uh, that it is around mid-afternoon. The sun is sort of passing in and out of thick clouds coming in over the ocean. And uh, when the clouds shine upon you, you're warm, and when they don't, you're kind of cold. Except for Simon, who doesn't care about such things. And uh, you're waiting in line, you finally get up to the guards, and uh, you can see that there are some guards that just sort of stand off to the side, and they sort of look through sheaves of paper and cast glances up at you, almost like they're looking for specific people who might be trying to slip into the city. Um, while others are kind of using poles and swords and things just to poke through the straw in your cart to make sure that you're not hiding any contraband, and you clearly aren't. Um, so Strix, like, hides a couple mushrooms she, like, found on the road, <laughs> okay. like, in her robes, like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she fully expects them to ask, you know, what, yeah. what contraband have you gathered in the roadside, and are you carrying illicit mushrooms into the city? Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't. Good. Uh, and when they realize that you're not carrying anything that really that they can tax, um, you because you are in a wagon, they do charge you a copper piece to enter. Are you sure? Well, actually, the glowing radiance of Evelyn um, <laughs> and the, the symbol of Lothander prominently displayed on most of her gear uh, uh, allows them to forego any such payment. Mm. They're just delighted that you've returned to their city. And may the rays of your sunshine warm their hearts evermore. Bless your hearts. May the morning lord shine upon you. <laughs> what is Diaz doing this whole time? Is he just like brooding in the I, back I, of the I, wagon? I assume he's kind of brooding. Um, he's, he's probably still wrangling with this idea that you are now part of the Beeslinger clan and what that means. And is it and really... And Strix is acting happy. She's it, like, yeah, it's all happy. You're happy and uh, is it all really over? Like he's, he's, he's wrestling with many, many issues. Occasionally, mm-hmm. he politely chimes up in like to engage in conversation, so he doesn't come across as a complete douche or anything. But because <laughs> I, I imagine D is so like deep in broody thoughts, Paulin's just looking at him and is just like eating a corn and taking one, and just like throwing at him, <laughs> and just like bounces off his head with Plick. like no flinch. Click. Every time it does, Strix picks it up off the floor and eats it. Yeah. And it's been a multi-day journey, so periodically you did stop for the night, and Paulton put up the waffle hut, and you kind of camped out in there. And it didn't experience any trials or tribulations. So okay. it has been several days of Paulton just kind of tossing little corn pieces <laughs> at DF. So by the time you guys trundle into the city, make your way through the trades ward, up into the north ward, DF is very, very happy to hurry upstairs, unpack his things, grab a backpack, and then kind of leave on errands. Uh, he tells you where he's going. He says he's going to probably go spend some alone time, fish, which he hasn't done in a long, long time, and then he's going to maybe catch up with the city watch about what happened in the matter dealing with the garbage monsters just to see if he can get some closure for you in that regard. And you don't want any company? <laughs> <laughs> he, just being he, all alone? He sort of, he politely says he'd prefer... Uh, he, he's got some things he needs to think about, and he'd prefer to do it alone. Yeah, as he leaves, Strix's just like, oh, have fun, make sure not to be, not to run into any danger, and if you do, just, you know, scream or something. Yeah. But, like, she's so nonchalant about him leaving 
Mm-hmm. That it's like, right. I, it's weird. It's alarming in a way. It's it's alarming in itself. And she just like goes back upstairs. And I just imagined just standing there, like just staring at her back, just going back upstairs. Yeah. Meanwhile, Evelyn and Paulton have walked into the tap room and are looking around at the oh, right, charred yes. walls. Yeah. The other thing you notice is that there was a slip of, uh, somebody slid a piece of paper under the front door and um, it, it kind of got maybe blown into a corner somewhere, but you, you do find it. And it's a notice from the city watch asking the owners of this establishment to uh, report to a watch post uh, for deposition. Deposition? Yeah. Obviously, uh, expressing... The note suggests, although it doesn't say so implicitly, that the city watch is obviously aware of something bad that happened and they want you to report on it. Oh, well, I well, love giving depositions, but I can't because I wasn't here. Fair enough. And as you look oh. around, yes, you see that the, the tap room is sort of a, a blasted, uh, blackened ruin. The bar is badly damaged. There's a hole in the ceiling above through which you can see what used to be the common room. And uh, the windows have uh, cracks and holes in them where the glass got blown out. So neither of you were here, and this is your first time seeing it. And Strix is like, yeah, so... <laughs> Evelyn is like, like, Evelyn's looking around like, oh, my Instagram perfect. <laughs> uh, Paulton, you can see that the, the arms on uh, your straw chair are singed black. <gasps> now, is it like tasteful? <laughs> it, it looks like it's been kind of antiqued, so... <laughs> <laughs> Paulton like walks in he sees like the blown out ceiling and like the, the yeah. chair and he's like Strix <laughs> there's also like a, a metal a thin spindly metal leg or like ankle yeah. <laughs> ankle with a foot on the seat of the chair just lying there clearly a piece yeah. of some creature that got blown to bits yeah, Strix is like, long story short, it was the Mercy Killers before, you know, we solved that problem, right? And they brought some Modrons who explode. I'm sorry, Monodrons are different. He, like, he cuts her off yeah. and is just like, you don't have to lie to me. <laughs> it's not a lie! <laughs> I just want to say, I see what you were going for. <laughs> And I think we're going in a good direction. I like the high ceilings. That's a, that's a good move. Um, it, it probably could have been a cleaner, maybe less, you know, yeah. fire used. That you, there's like tools, yeah. you know. You could have done that, but I, I think I think we can I think we can work with this. Yeah, you're pretty I, sure I, I too that it'd probably be easier to replace the windows than clean the ones you had. So, right, exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like Chris said, it's yeah. So. Um, yeah, this. I think this. I think this can work. I'm. am seeing it in my head. Yeah, you can Evelyn's also like hearing this and kind of like trying to see what he's saying about this being a good direction and like. It's like yeah, we got we got the high ceilings now. We can put a couple like, you know, just a couple support beams because you know it's very not safe, but it's yeah. fine. It looks like you um, could also put in a, an internal staircase because currently you have to kind of walk around the back of the house to get upstairs. Like, oh, really? I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking spiral stairs. <gasps> Evelyn hears spiral staircase and she's like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Write that spiral down. Spiral staircase. <laughs> I need to go to the hardware store right so, now. When this is all happening, like, strictly, okay, and just like leaves. And when Paulton and Evelyn can talk about decorating. And so she just goes back up to hers in, and Dia's room. Okay. <laughs> and when she does that, she, uh, she sees like her stuff on the floor, mm-hmm. like just in the corner, and just like 
where she sleeps. It's just like a floor sleep. And she kind of like looks at it and like looks at the room and the bed. And I'm sure there's nothing in here that Diaf has put in here. I'm sure it's just like totally empty Mm -hmm. other than like, I don't know, like a, a like lock pick. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, she just kind of looks in. She's like, I don't know why I sleep on the floor. Why do I sleep on the floor? And so she'll just go and gather up her stuff <laughs> and she's going to go and try and find her own room. Okay. You can take, you can take the empty room on the, the same level that Waffles lives on yeah. in the den. Yeah. So she just goes up to the den and finds her own room and, and I'm sure there's a bed in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she just kind of like sets her stuff up. She actually takes a couple of things off her robes and sets okay. them like on the windowsill yeah. and like. There's actually a really like, nice slender wardrobe in this room too that you didn't notice because when when you opened the door last time just to look in, the door kind of blocked the view of it. Oh, but, uh, good. But as you sort of look around the room, you see it standing by the door. It's this tall, thin, beautifully carved wooden thing with these oh. sort of uh, sylphs and other kind of elemental creatures worked into the design. Ooh. Yeah. Neat. Can I can I open it? Is there anything yeah. in it? Uh, some hangers and Ooh. and uh, there's a, sort of a standing back mirror that's kind of resting at the back of the wardrobe, which could oh, a be, mirror. Which, which can actually be pulled out. Yeah. Oh, I'll pull it out. Yeah. Okay. And I'll just put it somewhere in the room. And also, I don't know if prestidigitation works this way, but I want to like make the walls in the room like black or dark green or something. Oh, okay. There is sort of peely old wallpaper here that probably should be stripped off and then replaced with something before you start to color everything. Okay. Well, I think about that later, and I'm like, okay. hmm. And then uh, uh, she'll also go down to the library, and, and if there's any, like, weird occult books, she'll bring them up to her room and just set them up. No books, per se, just empty shelves and, oh. and bookends and other things. Um, but, yeah, no books. Disappointing, but note, notes to herself to get books. Yep. But, yeah, she just kind of makes it her own space with whatever she has. Like, okay. just... And she just kind of sits there, like, and looks at it, and then just goes back downstairs. Okay. I think when you come back downstairs, Evelyn has, like, a full drafting paper out, and she's, like, drawing exactly. Paulton is, like, pointing to things and, like, telling her what what they should build. We both have hard hats on. Yeah. just like, yeah, okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) And and I imagine Paulton has his witch stream up, and he's, like, streaming the home improvement, like, we're now an HGTV stream, kind of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, so Evelyn is taking all these notes and she has like a pile of notes and she's like, I have to go get stuff for this right now. Okay, you do that. And okay. I will stay. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. See if any more inspiration hits. You just yeah. look around. Oh, what are, what, what, what are we doing theme-wise? Are we doing a theme? Oh, I love themes. What kind of theme? Oh, I don't know. Um, Let's see. There's tap room down here, common room up there. It's like maybe Ascendancy, maybe, you know, Lathander. I have a room now. Wait, it's like, wait, I think I I I have an idea (laughs) for a theme. Hold that thought. I'm very happy on your room. I'm I'm getting inspiration. Okay. I think I have something. Uh Uh-huh. It's a surprise. Can't rush it. Yeah. He like, he like, he glances over at the straw chair. He's just like, yeah, I think I have an idea. <laughs> do Do I need to pick anything else up? I mean, I'm going to get the timber and the nails and all the other stuff. Um, anything, anything in red. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, Whatever fine. you say. Great. Okay. Cool. So Evelyn Evelyn bustles out the door to go get supplies because she's going to l- build a spiral staircase by herself right now. Okay. This good. moment. Nice. Uh, Strix grabs that Madron arm and shuffles it quickly back up to her room and then back down. <laughs> oh, okay. 
There are other, there are other pieces of the Modron scattered okay. around as well. Okay, she takes a bunch of those and she brings yeah. it back up to her room. It's a project for later. Okay, Evelyn, mm-hmm. make a um, make a wisdom check. My pleasure, Chris Perkins. That is sixteen. Okay, um, as you head off. <laughs> Uh, or flutter, 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 flutter. Uh, you, you notice that, uh, well, just to get this out of the way, Lance the mule and the wagon are still kind of just parked out in front of the place. So. I take Lance with me. Okay. Uh, so you, you steer Lance around. You're at the reins. Lance is very good to you. He just sort of leads you wherever you want to go. Um, and then it occurs to you as you exit Trollskull Alley onto Delzoon Street that you know who's really good at building things? Magnus Burnside. <gasps> So at some point, you may want, before you proceed down this path too far and build a spiral staircase, you may want to find and consult with him about how to do that and perhaps solicit his help in this regard. Is he in Waterdeep? He said that he was hanging around. He had some other stuff to attend to, um, but uh, he, he is not he is easily within the realm of uh, contact if you like use a sending spell or you can send a missive off uh, to uh, the plinth and it will be delivered to him. The plinth is like this central location where mail can be sent and then disseminated. Yes, that's what she'll do. She'll go send him a missive. Okay. Uh, all right. We're gonna send. We're gonna send the landlords our our, our renovation plans. <laughs> <laughs> it also occurs to you that Magnus, you might have to talk him through the whole blowing up the tap room thing. She she was like super happy, like do do I'm gonna go fix the house, and then it occurred to her that this wasn't actually her house, yeah. and that this actually was a major renovation. And so she's like, ah, uh, uh. uh. so she makes a copy of her blueprints and stuff, folds it all up nice, puts some little kiss marks on it, writes a little message to Magnus, and it, it's it's like half just like niceties, like oh yeah, we miss you. Here's what's been going on, blah blah yeah. blah. Everyone's good. DF misses you, blah blah blah. And then like also we're thinking about a staircase from the tap room to the common room? What do you think? Here's my blueprints. Yeah. <laughs> you think that confronted with the logic of having an internal staircase off the tap room, uh, it, it, you, you can't imagine him saying no. I mean, <laughs> and I, I invite him to come help with the reno yeah. in a special guest episode. He'll be like, why didn't it have this all the time? I mean, it just, <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, you're, you're fairly confident that you've made a strong case and the kiss marks you think will put it over the top. No. So. I sign it, your battle buddy, Evelyn. Right. Uh, Paulton, what are you doing after Evelyn's uh, shuttled off with Lance and uh, Strix has told you about her room? Um, so he's just, he's still like playing stuff. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. So we clean out that hole and it'll be a good, we can do that. We can have like, like lots of red curtains, okay. And he's like red and then he's like, wait, red. hold on, hold on. It's like, like okay, I was. He's like, I was really trying to figure out how to connect this to Simon. I just remembered Simon. Simon, where's Simon? He's wandered off somewhere. Trix is at the bar. Still he like bar. He like is about to go look for Simon, and then he just sees Strix sitting at the bar. He's like, and the bar's which, in bad shape. <laughs> which <laughs> just. One of the legs of the chair she's sitting on just falls off. Like, <laughs> like what direction should the plot go right now? <laughs> Bar's closer. <laughs> to the bar. <laughs> All right. Uh, you both notice for the first time, tucked behind the splintered wreckage of the bar, 
are four presents. What? Presents? Presents, yes. I left and there's presents? You can see that uh, there is a tall, kind of rec- flat, rectangular present. Um, and you can see that it's got uh, gold and white and pink uh, wrapping paper with a bow. And it's addressed to Evelyn. I don't like this. Uh, you can see <laughs> that there is a uh, sort of um, resting on a shelf next to that is a small little square box uh, dressed uh, or uh, sort of in smoky gray newspaper wrapped up uh, with a tag with Strix's name on it. Um, then next to that is a purple and red uh, a beautifully kind of um, varnished old wooden box uh, with a bow kind of wrapped around it and uh, you can see carved into the box are little sort of musical notes and this oh. one's addressed to Paulton. <gasps> and then the last one uh, you can see is sort of a long, um, slightly bigger than a shoebox box uh, that uh, is kind of uh, wrapped up in purple and green paper uh, with a kind of a rope with a sort of a complex knot on top and there's a little card tucked under it that says DF. Oh, are we getting post-episode 100 DM presents? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Strix, did you let someone in and make no. a delivery? Oh, good. I'm very cool. concerned that these are these are or poison or anything because we don't get presents, Paulton. We don't get presents. Actually, Strix, you're not as concerned as you think you are. (laughs) You you sense that these are not malevolent. Okay. That weirds me out a little bit, but as I feel the wave of calm wash over me... Paulton's already opening his, just like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right. Uh, when you pop yours open, Paulton, you can see that within this carved wooden box is a beautiful folded cloak garment. Ooh. Ooh. Go on. <laughs> and Strix, your... Um, I, open my, I open mine now that I, I feel better, and suddenly my anxiety is washed away by my newfound composure, and I, I undo it. Okay. Um, when you see your item and Paulton's item, you're pretty sure they're both magical. And yours, Strix, appears to be this beautiful little spice pouch. Oh. So, That's fun. A beautiful cloak and a beautiful spice pouch. What colors? colors? What do they look like? Uh, I'll leave the details up to you guys. Um, <clears throat> what's, what's the spice pouch? I immediately open it and like stick my hand in it. Okay. <laughs> um, it appears to be empty. Uh, as you stick your hand in it. But you sense that there's more to this spice pouch than meets the eye. And perhaps if you were uh, to cast, like, an identify spell or something on it, mm. you'd be able to ascertain what it does. Could uh, I arcana check it? Mm, I'll let you do that. Um, All right. Go ahead. Oh. 22. Given enough time, you kind of check this thing out, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, and then you realize that it is a Heward's Handy Spice Pouch. 
a common wondrous item that appears <laughs> that appears empty but has ten charges. While holding the pouch, you can use an action to expend one of its charges. Speak the name of any non-magical food seasoning, such as salt, pepper, <laughs> saffron, cilantro, whatever, and remove a pinch of the desired seasoning from the pouch, and the pinch is enough to season a single meal. Oh. And the pouch will regain 1d6 plus 4 of its expended charges each day at dawn. Oh. So I can just make everything taste good. That's right. Aw. I love it. I just, like, I do it, like, a couple times, and I'm just, like, I just eat the spice. Okay. I, just, I just lick it out of the pouch. I'm like, Paulton, it comes back. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Here, you to cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> Paulton, what's yours? What's yours? Do you want me to look at it? Do you want me to look at it? Do you want me yeah, to look can, at it? Can you look at it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. That's 24. Okay, you believe his is a common, wondrous item called a cloak of billowing. Oh my god, yes! Of course it is. While wearing this cloak, you can use a bonus action to make it billow dramatically. (laughs) (laughs) The chat called that, by the way, immediately. Cool. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Strix is like jumping up and down. Do it! does it. Okay. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's so dramatic! <laughs> it's just like, wow! And he's like, ah, oh, that's cool. Okay, um, what else? Oh, and he starts opening T.S. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, so he's like, no, wait! <laughs> uh, just make a, um, <laughs> make a dexterity check <laughs> to, try, to try to undo the knot. Okay. Okay, let's see here. He's just like struggling with it. Like <laughs> this knot is literally the most complicated yeah. rocket science. Like insa- it's just like I knew it. The knot's impenetrable. No one can undo this knot. It wasn't meant to be open. And he just like throws the box because <laughs> it was a nat one, by the way. Oh my God. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is just like that's not yours. It on it. Well, um, no one's getting it anyway. That knot's like <laughs> magic or something. Uh, are you gonna open Evelyn's or are you just gonna let her open it? No, she'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Strix is gonna take the present and just like shuffle it up to Dia's room and put it on his bed. Okay. And then come back and be like, there, it's not yours. There. Uh, when you go upstairs, um, Paulton, the trap door leading down to the basement opens, and uh, Noska the dwarf climbs out, ah! coming up the stairs from the cellar. Has he just been there the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Paulton looks at him, just kind of gives him like a... Hi? And he looks around, and he says, I didn't do it. <laughs> The presence. Oh. He's looking at the devastation. Oh, that. I was thinking more of the presence. So, I didn't, oh, didn't no, do this that is either. A, this is a renovation. We're, it's, a, it's a work in progress. He looks around skeptically. Yeah, you see, see this, is why, this is why we're doing this. Because you see, you see what is, but we see what <laughs> could be. 
He says, where is Evelyn? Oh. I miss uh, her out. so much. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you live here? Please leave. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good question. Better question. What are you doing? He says, "I'm part of the waffle crew. I'm part of the team." <laughs> Just because yeah. you watch Paulton's <clears throat> Witch streams doesn't mean that you're part of the team. <laughs> I would like to. Uh, I know all there is to know about the Xanathar Guild, and I want to help you know protect you from them because they're terrible. How many episodes have we been over that arc? He say he says, "Gods forbid anything should happen to Evelyn." It's like he's like, "I'm if if I may, I would like to roll a little persuasion check." Okay. Uh, okay, before I actually say anything. Also at this point Strix is going to be drinking at the bar, very uncharacteristically of her. Okay. Just alone at the bar, drinking as unseen servants, just bring her more yeah. wine. That's all, all the wine bottles got destroyed, uh, but there is some. There's like a half keg of ale. Oh, that's fine. Okay, whatever. That was a nineteen. Okay, and what are you attempting to persuade Nasca of or to do? It's like, it's good to see you. Mm-hmm. Good old friend, mm-hmm. old buddy, old pal. Mm. Can you, can you do me a favor? Can you can I can can you say off for me? Can you just like I want I want to check uh, something. I think you, have... you see he's got like yellow teeth and they're nasty mm-hmm. and he goes all crooked. right cool. And it's like so hot tip uh, if you want to keep what's left of your teeth you should probably go. <laughs> what? I left some ale. Great. Bye. He says, you're, you're throwing me out? No, I'm asking you politely to leave before I throw you out. I don't want to leave. But He looks at me. Just, and then he sort of looks at you, sees, sees the, the measure of your persuasion, your billowing cloak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leave this place. <laughs> and he says, well, I was only trying to help. Mm. But mm. if fine, fine. You, c- you you come back if it if it if it furthers the plot. Okay. Anyway, cheerio. <laughs> uh, We've got stuff to do. Uh, okay. Uh, he turns to leave and makes his way to to the door. Gets halfway there and kind of looks over his shoulder at Strix. When you don't say anything, he keeps marching on <laughs> to the door. Strix is, is like like at least like three giant like tankards of ale in at this point, and she's looking around at the the chairs and she's like, "Paulton, Paulton, I have an idea. Come here. It's funny. Come here. You do some barmy idea. Come here." Hold on, hold on. And like as he's leaving, like Paulton's about to close the door, he's just like. I hope that wasn't important, and just shuts it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alvin, he stand, Alvin, he's, by the way, he's, he stands out on the stoop, just not sure what to do for like an hour. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm going to go over Strix. I'm like, what? Alvin, look, and she she animates one of the one of the like broken chairs, so it's just like a like a walking like monster. 
And she's like, Apolton, you can do that too. You should do it. We should make a fight. He looks Come on. So she's, she's like trashed at this point. She's like, like falling <laughs> off. This. She's just like, no, no, make him fight. Like her witch hat's off. Like her cloak is gone. Like her robes are just like half off. Like she doesn't even have her stuff on. She's like, just, you've never seen her get drunk before. Like you've never she's, seen this happen. She's a little tipsy. She sort of like lists back and forth. Yeah. sir. Are you drunk right now? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> is, that, is that what this is? Just like, does it feel like everything's a lot easier? <laughs> yeah, she just like makes the chair run around. Yeah, Paulton, she, she's like she's like stage three drunk. Right. Just like, <sighs> new Strix is awesome. Let's go. And he like just chugs whatever is nearby. Okay. He's like, all right, let's go. And he animates his chair. So he drinks like. Two big gulps of spoiled milk. <laughs> yep. oh, <laughs> God. Ah, that's not what I thought it was. <laughs> Shit. He like immediately throws it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to actually grab alcohol. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's like a little bit left in the bottom of Strix's mug, so you just sort of grab that and down it. Did you Did. say you animate your chair like the straw chair? Mm-hmm. Oh. When, when you drink Strix, the Strix's drink, it's like, no, that was mine. I want it. No, oh. It's okay. There's more. There's more, right? I don't know. So you've each animated a chair? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Then what do you do? Uh, we're going to make a fight. Chair fight. <laughs> chair fight. Chair Let's fight. Let's go. Okay. Whoa. All right. Um, so Strix, your chair, um, it's a little bit battered and blackened. I'm going to con- treat it as a small object. So it has 25 hit points. Oh. Oh, we're actually fighting the chairs. Well, you said chair yes. fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> chair fight. Chair fight. <laughs> so it's got 25 hit points and an armor class. Well, you can just, if you look at the spell, animated okay, object, yeah. just look at your stats for small. Okay. All right. Uh, that's Paulton, my chair. Paulton, your chair is a medium chair. Oh, um, no. Cool. So it's easier to hit but has more hit points. And so. it's not quite as accurate, but deals more damage. So this is actually going to be an interesting little <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> melee. We've done it, guys. We surprised and delighted Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we both say chair fight, and then we take stances, and they're next to us, and you just hear... Yeah. All right, uh, so each of you roll initiative for your chair. Uh, for, oh, yes. for Strix, it's plus two on the roll, and for Paulton, it's plus one. Okay. Uh, 18. I got a 13. Okay. Paulton's chair goes first. So, Paulton, oh, no. you're plus five to hit with your chair. Ooh, okay. And you gotta, um, you gotta hit a 16. Okay. Uh, well, that was a 17. Okay, so you do oh, two, no. you do 2d6 plus one points of oh, damage. Oh, my chair! 2d6 plus one, okay. So, three. So, straw chair punches black and chair. Oh, no, my chair! <laughs> For ten. <laughs> Ooh. Oh no! Lar- part of the no. back flies off uh, Paul, uh, your chair, Strix, but your chair retaliates. It's plus six to hit. Oh man, my chair's so ready. Strix is like, that was my uh, chair. And you only oh. have to hit AC thirteen. I didn't. I rolled a two. Oh, my chair dear. loses a leg. Yeah, no, your chair misses. <laughs> Swings wildly and misses. This <laughs> turns super anime. Paulton's like, it appears your chair has not trained hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does he make the cloak pillow? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can at this point can Evelyn open the front door and return? So let's let's just break off the chair combat for a second. Evelyn, as you make your way back after delivering the message, you see Nasca stand or walking <laughs> walking down the steps away from the house, a little thundercloud of anger over his head. Um, he, his shoulders sagging, um, his lip, lower lip, sticking out far too, far too Aww. widely. And he sees you and uh, uh, looks up and, and suddenly uh, senses, uh, oh, a turn in, turn in Noska's fortunes, imminent. And he stands there as you cart, come by with your cart and lance. Hi, Noska! Bolton threw me out. Out of where? And I was looking after the place while you were gone. <laughs> you were li- you were house sitting. More like under house sitting. <laughs> Why? Because I was worried somebody might you know vandalize it and steal your things. Oh, that's so nice. It's totally an invasion of privacy, but still nice. Invasion of what? Uh, privacy. It's I don't know a thing. That you, you see, he doesn't even register what that is. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you have a nice day. Uh, I could, I could keep living in the basement. <laughs> you were living in the basement? Yeah, I'm a dwarf. We well, like basements. I mean, <clears throat> do you, do you have somewhere, don't you have your own home? Not since I left behind the Xanathar Guild to join the Waffle Crew. Oh, to join, oh. Joy. Oh, um, well, I wouldn't want you to be homeless. That's what I am, homeless. Oh. <laughs> well, until you until you get on your feet, we certainly have enough room. You come on back. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Hop in. All right. He he climbs. He he actually has some trouble climbing up because he's got one hand and then a crossbow hand. So he like <laughs> tries to pull himself up on the cart. How do you shower? And it shower. Nothing, nothing. He tries to pull himself on the cart. I'll make an athletics check for him. Uh, After some struggle, he does succeed. He finally gets up into the back of the cart. Great. So she continues home. Okay. And then you barge in the door with Noska a few paces behind you, and you see chair fight. So Evelyn sees this instantly... Like, has, like, some timbers in her hand, Nasca behind her. She's, and she's like, oh, She throws the stuff behind her, slams the door on Nasca, and is like, where's the scrying mirror? And she goes and gets the scrying mirror, turns on uh, Paulton's witch stream, and she's like, Oh, my God. Hello, I'm your commentator for the day, Evelyn Avalona Helvig Marthane. We have a great match for you, and I'm so excited to take you into this match. Let's go. She <laughs> starts commentating it. <laughs> All right, the, uh, the next, okay, we're in the next round. So, straw mm-hmm. chair, you're plus five to hit. You need All AC right. 16. All right, that is, ooh, that does not. Okay. Ah. That does not. Then we, like, ah. the, the chair, like, takes a swing and, like, misses. It's like, it's all right. We scared him with the first turn. You got him next time, Strahd Von Cherovich. <laughs> 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 Hang on, got to write this down. If Strahd Von Cherovich wants to win this fight, he's going to have to step it up. He cannot count on his size alone. It looks like Scrappy Burton chairs or whatever. Strix, what's your chair's name? The chair Richton. <laughs> Paul hears this. He just like, oh, you bastard. Oh, my God. It's chair Richton oh for God. sure. 
This episode is going to get real dark soon, so let's enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> no, just chair punch, please. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Just like, after this next attack, you won't have a leg to stand on. Go ahead, Chair Richton. Chair Richton. Chair Richton, roll the three to hit. Chair Richton, this is again. Okay, then it's back around to Strahd von Cherovich. What's what's the bonus? Uh, It's plus five to hit, and you need a 16. Okay, that's a 19. (laughs) Okay, you get another 2d6 plus one points of damage. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Nine. Looks like Stravon Cherovich wants to put a stake through the heart of oh. Chair Richter. Get it? Because it's a vampire chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first casting event. I'm trying my best. No, you're doing great. So, uh, you. You're keeping track of the hit points there, Holly? Uh, yeah, I have 15 left. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry. No. How, how much damage did you do? You, you just sorry. did nine. Okay, okay. I'm still, I'm still up. I'm still up. Yeah, you've got like, what, eight hit points left or something? I have one. Because you have 25. You have one. I have one. One hit point. <laughs> one hit point. Okay. So I, shake ch- my, I shake my cane, which is just a leg at you. <laughs> okay. You get to attack now, Chair Richton. Okay. Chair Richton. You're oh plus six. Oh, my God. Chair Richton. <laughs> okay. Chair Richton misses again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chair Richton, more like rickety Richton. So she's like, anybody be quiet. It's okay. too loud uh, in here. Strahd von Cherovich is just stomping Chair Richten, and he, it's, his, it's its turn again. All right, Strahd von Cherovich, they're on their last leg. <laughs> let's, let's finish this off. Uh, 19. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you just How do you want to destroy this? So, old man of a chair, as so, always. Are you gonna wait? Are you gonna take him up in the air and just land on him? <laughs> no, I imagine like so. Strafan Cherovich, like kind of like anime, like ducks on his side and then like kicks all four legs out from the from the dusty old chair and just like blows them clean off of him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like a like one of those slow mo scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, they don't have eyes, but you can feel the eye contact as yeah. it's going down. Yes. Chair Richton has one last tremble before it is completely splintered into uh, irretrievable pieces. Ladies and gentlemen, no. you're Chair Fight 2018 <clears throat> champion, Strathon Cherubin! Hey. Strix just, like, falls to... Oh, my Strix just falls to the ground on our knees and is dramatically like, no, we were going to go to the biglings. You're holding like two pieces of the chair in your hand. It was a a valiant effort, but you have much more training to do because there's only one champ. And now we go to the winner for our winner's interview. Strahd von Cherovich. She positions it so it looks like the chair, but Paulton is right next to her to do the voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Strahd von Cherovich, um, you have emerged victorious in the most important chair fight competition of the entire year. To what do you attribute your success? You're asking the chair. <laughs> yeah, she, she looks at, at Paulton like... Well, you know, uh, behind every champ, there's... Do the voice, do the voice, says Strix from the ground. What, what voice? What the voice? Talk as the chair. Oh, right. Well, so I, I get behind. It's like, well, behind every <laughs> great fighter, there is always an even greater coach. And I couldn't have done it without. And then, like, like I just, like, push the chair out of the way. It's like, 
It was me. It was me the whole time. <gasps> Paul did Sapa. She just Cape turns goes off up. <laughs> Nasca's like looking through a broken window <laughs> into the tap room <laughs> and just shaking his head like he doesn't understand what's going on. And Strix points to the barn and says, oh, by the way, she's still drinking. Evelyn, we, you got a present from a mysterious stranger. Evelyn's like, present? She hands the witch stream off to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see this big box behind the bar. Um, sort of a slender. It, it's either, you know, a mirror, a TV, or something in that shape. But anyway. Should I open it now? It's beautifully wrapped. Yeah, do it. Do it. Open it. Paul, Paul will you, will you thank, our, thank our sponsors and close down the stream, please? Oh, yo, yeah. Th- thank you so much. We want to give a shout out to, uh, to, uh, um, hold on. I have something. I don't know. Some, some, something to Wizards funny. of Wine Wineries, thank you for sponsoring yeah. the stream. And um, Acquisitions uh, Incorporated for all the bits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you for the bits. We appreciate it. Wait, is that Omen? Hot. I think Omen's in the chat. Hi, Omen. <laughs> it's like, oh, Omen's here. Ban. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. DF would approve. Turn off the stream. I'm going to open my present. I don't want them to see what it is. Oh, okay, there's there's gonna be spoilers, so we gotta cut it here. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, fam. Y'all make sure dab on the haters, and he just closes it out. All right. All right. Evelyn opens her present, and she does it in that really annoying, super delicate way with mm-hmm. someone where someone's like trying to she save. She wants to the keep all the paper. paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So 15 minutes later, she has sort of undone one end of it and is now trying to get the, whatever it is out without damaging the paper. So she can just sort of slide it off, this perfect little soft box of wrapped up paper, put it off to the side, and now she's just looking at a, a plain box, really, that you can just... Actually, it's, more, it's like a, a little mini crate that you can crack open. And when you do, you see that there is a beautiful gold-plated shield inside Ooh. it. A shield? Indeed. Uh, and the front of it is shaped in the likeness of a beaming face. Oh. What kind of face? A uh, human face. Huh. It looks like Crazy. your it looks like your face. It looks ah. like my face. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and they're they're like rays of light protruding uh, from the the face. Strix did- you bought me this? No, I don't buy anyone anything. I find it on the ground. You found this on the ground? <laughs> no. She's like on the ground at this point. I'm like, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> There's like spoiled good. milk barf already by the, <laughs> by the thing, and Evelyn's been skirting around that. But she's like, where, where did the presents come from? I don't know, but I think it's magic. Is that one magic? Do you want me to look? I don't really want to look at yours, actually. You can figure it out. It's weird. Why? Why don't you want to look at it? It's got a face on it. Well, it looks like my face. Do you hate my face? I rolled a one. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. All right, Evelyn takes a look at it. Okay. Uh, insight? Nope. Uh, you can't, do, you can't uh, without any kind of magical um, spell, like a... Can I... Can uh, I ascertain arc- what it is. <clears throat> can I, like, arcana check it, even though I have no proficiency nope. or religion check nope. it? Nope. Fine. Well, cool. I guess this gold shield with my face on it is here now. I can check it again tomorrow when I'm less drunk. Okay. You guys don't have any idea where these came from? Doesn't that bother you at all? Came from the bar. Like the most bar. good things. Maybe it was the <laughs> Unseen Servants. Oh, Unseen Servants, you shouldn't have. 
I don't think we're on good terms with him, considering we blew up half the house. Yeah, you haven't seen any sign of the unseen servants down here in the tap room. What? Well, yeah, they're unseen. Right. They weren't pouring the drinks? Nope. Uh-oh. Oh, I did serve myself. I thought that was weird. <laughs> we should probably find out what's up with that. Magnus might not like us blowing up the unseen servants in this house. Alden, like, looks around. It's like, if you guys are okay, <laughs> don't say, don't do anything. See, they're fine. I have a room now. Oh, you do? I may have gave myself a room, even when it's not the floor. <gasps> That's so nice. Did you put up stuff in it? Did you decorate it? I kind of. Right now, there's just pieces of a dead modron. <laughs> Do you want help? No. Are you sure? I don't want no. I can I help you decorate it. it. No, no. Are you no. sure? No. Okay. <laughs> she looks at Paulton and she's like, You already have too much work with the tap room. Why would I ever have to give you that much more work, Evelyn? Oh, the oh, the tap. Oh, she opens the door again to where she left all the lumber and, and Nasca. She's like, Look who I found, Nasca. He needs a place to stay. He, he says he wants to live in the basement. He brings the lumber in and just sort of drops it on the floor. <laughs> and uh, he, stand, he stands next to Evelyn and just kind of, uh, just kind of gives this uh, yellow toothy smile at Paulton. And then when Evelyn looks his way, he turns serious again. He, Paulton looks at him and is just like, he's like thinking, he looks, just like, Evelyn, you got the memo. You got my, oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm glad we didn't even need to talk about it. Yes, you, you're, you're totally right. He looks at Nazca, he's like, that is correct. We were uh, looking out to rent out our basement. So um, the- Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, exactly. The rent is a, uh, how much was our rent on this place? 10 gold a month. 10, 20 gold a month. <laughs> Nasca I mean, that. Uh, 20 gold? 20 gold, yes. It's a very. Look at this beautiful place. For that also, damn hole. For, oh, oh, you don't even. Dude, we are in so Evelyn many takes serious offense at that. It's Did like. He, it he is, said crap hole? He said damp hole. Damp hole. Um, I don't think it's a hole or damp. It's, it is a it's lovely literally reason. a hole. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Like we're doing, I'm we're a doing dwarf. Renovations. I know what a hole is. <laughs> I'll bet you do. Now we're doing some renovations. We're we're fixing this place up. Also, they're putting in so much stuff in the area. They're like making this like a, like an arts district type thing, you know. So like property is gonna. So like if you don't get on rent now, man, you might as well just like you know move somewhere else because it's gonna be it's gonna be cray. All the all the uh, hip. Uh, uh, and all my money is down in the Xanathar Guild headquarters. Well, that look, uh, Paulton, we like, need, wait, that's just we need like, him. Hold, hold, hold. It's like it, that works out perfectly because you were just on your way there too. So just grab it while you're what? there. I can't go back there, not, not alone. That attitude, you cannot, <laughs> sir. Now <laughs> they'll kill me if I go there alone. It's like, look, I just used my once a stream trademark phrase on you, and if you put that to waste, <laughs> I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> I don't think you realize how big of a deal that is. We're getting shirts made, maybe, and you should probably. Get on that, buddy. Look, I don't really deal with the money for us, but I feel like if Paulton suggested that, it's probably fair. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice neighborhood. That's not fair at all. 20 gold for a month? Well, I mean... No, 20 gold every month. Fine. 
I will go and I will find a place in the sewers to live until I get the money to afford this place or someplace nicer. It's like, and dude, be, like even the sewer rent's gonna go up. You don't even know, man. This place is gonna be bumping. Got a hot tip. Got a friend in in the. the but you real- can you see, come you see his face start stuff. to settle into a scowl at you, Paulton. Just this, like mm-hmm. this vengeful, hateful stare. Okay, that, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Anyway, you have a great day. Okay, good luck with everything. And well, your but endeavors. he doesn't have to leave now. He can hang out. No, Maybe I don't want to. I don't want to stay with him. He doesn't like me clearly and doesn't appreciate all of the help that I've rendered. Paulton, that's help? not true. Is it? Is it true, Paulton? When, when you say help, define help. He says, back at the the place with all the chairs, when I could have killed you and I didn't. And I helped you. I shot two goblins who I didn't like anyway, but still they're dead. Kudos me. Yeah, do you know how to do um, construction? (laughs) He he says, he's about to say, you know, I'm a dwarf, of course. And then he kind of looks down at uh, his, his... Oh, no. Chopped off hand with the crossbow mounted to it, and he's like, not so much, no. Okay, there's a very, very, you know what? I'm open to it. We just need to do a quick interview uh, as a potential tenant, and we'll consider dropping the rate. Uh, There's just a quick thing. uh, An interview? Yeah, just super quick. It'll literally take five seconds. We can do it right here, right now, just to see if you qualify. Let's do it. And he takes out, um, he just takes out a gold coin, just holds it up and goes, take it. God. He shoots you. (laughs) (laughs) He just, oh, fuck. Uh, Oh, you rolled a natural 20? Oh, my God. Wow. Uh. Look. Uh, that was rude, but we have a strict no shooting roommates policy. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna right. have to go. It's it, 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 time to leave. Uh, he shoots you for thirty two points of damage. <laughs> okay, Evelyn gets real mad. <laughs> and uh, as as you buckle under that, the coin drops, rolls over to his boot, and he picks it up. Oh, I I I banish him. <laughs> 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 You're like gasping for air. Why? <laughs> 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 and he disappears. <laughs> uh, Evelyn. Uh, ow. Evelyn goes. <laughs> I'm sorry. She goes and heals him. <laughs> okay, you 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 sort of. You're like on three, one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Heal. Oh yeah, that's that's good. That hurts really good. Okay, oh. nice. How much healing are you giving? All of it. 32. All right. She's... So just, a, just like a little scar remains. Is it cool? Does it look cool? Uh, Let me yeah, see. It, Let it, me it, see. With your shirt off, it will, because it's like right, right in your stomach, so... Oh, sick. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I guess it, it looks okay. <laughs> I guess. It's like, oh, good, great. Cool. So um, I'm going to suggest we interview maybe a couple other potential tenants... I, uh, I just get a weird vibe from that guy, you know, with him shooting me. I, I'm, I think he is a poor, misguided soul, and he deserves our help and understanding and compassion. However, I do think that when behavior reaches a certain threshold, one has a right to protect themselves. So, Like shooting me. Right. So, yes, I agree. Maybe he's not the best roommate. He shot me. 
I know. I'm real sorry. I brought him I w- in here. I, I was giving him a proper, unbiased interview, <laughs> and the man shot me. <laughs> I mean, maybe you're interviewing. I mean, like, you see, as you guys are talking, you see Strix on the floor, and she's holding her tail. And, like, you've never even seen her acknowledge that she has a tail <laughs> at all. And she's holding her tail, and she's going, do you guys know I have a tail? <laughs> Is it, like, moving? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought that was... I thought that was like an accessory. I thought you got like I thought you got that from ChairCon or something. That no, just, it's like, mine. Out. And she's like just drunk holding your chair. Like, isn't that fun? <laughs> oh, so by fun. the way, Evelyn, uh, Newstrix gets drunk. I like Newstrix. Do you want to touch it? It's kind of gross looking, though. I she like holds to... her tail up. N- no, I'll, I'm gonna take a huge pass on that. <laughs> everybody yeah, make everybody make fun. perception checks. Can, I'm going to say, Strix, you have disadvantage. <laughs> Evelyn's like, we can all get drunk. Diaz's gone. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'm fun, too. He, oh, no. Evelyn's he looks at Evelyn jump. just like. <laughs> okay. okay. I have an eight perception. Okay. Uh, I got great. a seven. That's awesome. Twelve. Okay. Uh, Paulton, you still haven't seen Simon. How weird. I just re- remembered. I still haven't <laughs> seen Simon. Well, I will be right back. And I'm going to, I want to, I want to head up. Okay. See if I can find him. Yeah. you Strix, make, Sorry. Strix is going to drunkenly follow. Okay. Like, oh, where are you going? You know, like when your drunk friend just like follows yeah. you out of the bar. <laughs> and when Strix goes up the stairs drunk, she like stomps them really hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul I mean, if they're it. both going, Evelyn will go too. Oh, okay. So the whole group of you are going. Okay. Everyone be quiet. You can leave your shield downstairs, Evelyn. Yeah. You do know that Noska is going to come back in about 30 seconds. To the same <laughs> spot? Yeah. Okay, oh, well. hold up. Well, no, he's going to be in the house, and that's not okay. Um, let's wait a few seconds for him to come back, <laughs> and then we politely kick him out with our feet literally <laughs> through the door. Okay. So he comes back, cut to him getting thrown out of the house with like three sets of boots <laughs> in the doorway. It's like, we'll call you. Slam. Slam the door. <laughs> yep. Okay. Now, going upstairs into Paulton's room, uh, you can see that the door to the turret is open. And as you peer inside, you can hear noises up at the top of the turret. So you climb up the ladder to the upper floor of the, the uppermost floor of the turret. And then you can see that there is a hatch in the roof of the co- in the bottom of the cone of the turret. So um, there's like the turret has its own little attic under the sloped walls of its cone. And that's where you can hear somebody scraping about. Are these is are these scraping noises Simon like? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to I'm going to go invisible. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's, wait, it's still like yeah. a door I'd have to open, right? It, 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 well, it is actually, it's still like a panel, like an attic panel that you can just sort of slide away and slide back into place. And there are little rungs in the wall that you can climb up to reach that panel. Okay. So as soon as Paulton goes invisible, drunk Strix stumbles in and goes, I'm sorry about this! <laughs> Do you want to touch my tail? At that point, at that point, the noise up up in the turret stops. 
I want to I want to try to like just immediately get in there. Okay. Uh, when you clamber up, you can see that there is some very very old clutter up here, and there's lots of dust, and like there's a couple dead rats and things um, that have died that died a long time ago. You can see some moisture has crept in and uh, mold kind of encrusts the insides of the turret top, uh, which probably needs to be replaced at some point. All right, we've well, uh, another project here. Uh, but the, <laughs> there, is a, there is in sort of in one end of this tiny octagonal space is a chest that looks like it has been used, opened and closed recently because all the webs and stuff have been cleared away from it. More than that, you can see that there are holes that have been drilled into its uh, curved top and the drill, the hand drill, is actually lying on the floor nearby, just discarded along with coils of wood. Do I see Simon in here? Make a perception check. Eleven? Uh, ye- uh, no, not at first glance. And he doesn't, you can't hear breathing, of course, because he doesn't breathe. Mm. But you know he's probably here somewhere. There's other, like, junk, there's other junk in the room, so you could probably just rifle through until to see what's there. Strix floats up through the hatch okay. on her broom. With the two of you up here, it's now quite crowded. Oh. Um, and, and Paulton, as you rummage through stuff, you can see underneath an old drop cloth, Simon is just curled up there like a ball, like just hiding, and then he looks up at you. It's like, Simon? A what smile. What are you doing? I want to just like pick him up and okay. just like kind of just like just like his lap sitting on my arm. Okay. Just like turn to the. Yeah. When you turn, your foot kind of steps on something, and it's a plate, and you can see that there's some old food, like crumbs around the plate. Just like Simon, I'm going to ask you a question, knowing full well what the answer is. Have you been? Eating food up here? (laughs) (laughs) He looks at you and um, nods yes. Uh, You've been you've been eating food with your mouth and your digestive system. You're telling me that's what you did. He sort of rotates his head towards Strix and then back to you and... He's like, don't look at her, look at me. (laughs) And she's like, Simon, I have a tail. You want (laughs) to... Not now, not now. Uh, He nods. Okay. And his face, he's sort of downcast, so he's kind of nodding with his chin toward his chest. Can Strix see the, the chest with the holes in it? Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to, like, turn to the chest and be like, is there something in there we should know about? Oh, no. (laughs) Strix turns into rats and is going to go look at the chest. When Strix gets out of the way, Evelyn pokes her head up and, what's going on? It's just full of rats now. Okay, yeah, it's a place full of rats. I'm also going to walk over to the chest and be like, I'm going to look in there. I'm going to be very disappointed if you're lying again. Strix, as you peer in with your ratty dark vision... Uh, you can you can hear breathing, <laughs> and you can see a a shape cramped up in here. All sort of it's it's hard to make out details because you're looking very closely at it and it's filling up part of the chest that you're in. 
but make a perception check, Strix, before uh, Paulton throws the chest open. Is that a disadvantage or? No. Okay, that was a nat 20. With that roll and your scent and your sight and all that, you're pretty sure there's a kid locked in this chest. Oh no. <gasps> you see the rats just like, like, like scatter. And yeah, and they then... scatter away, they climb off the lid as Paulton kind of throws it open. And Paulton, yeah, you see that there is a bound and gagged, maybe 11 year old <gasps> boy. Oh, I'm so glad that Edith isn't here. In this chest. <laughs> I look in, I see this, just like. Simon. You can see he's no. turned he's turned his head around and is just kind of looking at a wall. <sighs> now look. No matter what it is you're into, I accept you. Yeah. And the kid is alive, by the way, and is now looking up at you, Paulton, with uh, just plaintive eyes. Evelyn goes to deal with the child while Paulton disciplines Simon. Evelyn goes to like unbind and help the child. Okay, as you tear the, the, the bonds off of him and remove his gag, uh, he throws his arms around you, Evelyn. She holds him but waits for Paulton to finish what he's saying to Simon. She's like... Just like, just look. It's like, look. The boy says, we, thank you. It's okay. It's okay. We, we accept you for who you are and whatever it is you're into, but the... The tying stuff, I feel like you're a bit young for that, okay? Evelyn's like, nope, done. And she, she Strix, as, you, as you've climbed down. off the, uh, as your rats have climbed off the chest and are sort of scuttling around, you can see stuffed behind the chest are some pieces of paper and some pieces of charcoal or chalk. All right, I will, I will coalesce back into myself to read those. <laughs> okay, all the, all the rats combine and uh, assume their Strix-like form, and as you pull, reach in and you start to pull papers out behind them, uh, you can see that they are very, very crude drawings of what appear to be, um, well, they're really bad drawings, but um, make a perception check, Strix. I'm very sober now, by the way. <laughs> No, that's only a 10. That's enough. Um, they clearly seem to be drawings of Simon, but they look like, they look different from him. A deliberate effort to not look like, shall we say, a puppet. Oh, no. <sighs> oh. Oh. Simon doesn't want to be a puppet. He wants to be a person. That's why he put the person in the, the in the chest. Is that right, Simon? Strix like looks over at Simon. He's not. Oh, <gasps> Simon. Paulton, you have to tell him that he's, he's just he's as like, good. He's like he's looking everywhere except at you, Paulton. Oh, Paulton, 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 Simon. Oh, sorry, <laughs> it's like I, had a, I had a moment there with myself. Um, <laughs> Simon, look at me. Look at me. Eyes up, eyes up. He's, he on. sort of looks at you. He turns his head just around so he can kind of look at you with one eye. Why do you think you need to be anything but yourself? He, hmm? he doesn't really have an answer. He just sort of shrugs and hangs his head. You don't need to do that. We love you as you are. Also, what the hell did you actually plan to do? <laughs> He doesn't really, 
respond. He's just sort of like shrugging his shoulders as best <sighs> he can, being held the way he is. Were you, were you studying this child? Or were you trying to take over this child's body? Left hand for one, right hand for two. He, he, he sort of gives a shrug like he's not exactly sure. Were you trying to do magic, Simon? <sighs> Even I mean, this, listen, he's from one of the worst places that we've ever been, next to when we just we met literally the evil of all evils in a place that was raining blood. So, <laughs> look, he but doesn't, that doesn't know. Excuse, we just had this conversation about Nazca, where sometimes your circumstances make you more likely to behave poorly, but that doesn't mean that certain things are okay. And I'm sure that his father will discipline him for kidnapping a literal <laughs> child. Nazca is not living with us. <laughs> Evelyn just kind of glares and takes the child down to the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, Strix is gonna follow him. She's like, Simon needs to tie his Paulton needs to deal with this. This isn't my kid. And she just follows <laughs> and follows him down the stairs. All right. And yes. she she'll try and find some real yeah. food for the kid. So uh, Evelyn uh, and Strix, as you're both in the kitchen with him, you've sort of got this young boy on a stool sitting at the table in the middle of the kitchen. And Strix, you're bringing him stuff, and Evelyn, you're you're kind of sitting next to him and being comforting. Uh, he tells you that his name is Martin Trek. Um, he lives in North Ward, and he misses his family very much. I'm sure you do. We'll take you there first thing. You want just eat something yeah. and. And it's very clear to you guys too that the unseen servants in the kitchen are still there because they will take things oh. away and move things around. They were not damaged. Can you tell us what happened? How you ended up in that attic? Uh, I, I was I was I was playing with the puppet, and with with some of the other kids, and he, well, we went off together when the other kids went home, and we played for a while, and then he came, he brought me here, and we he showed me all around, and we went up into the turret, and next thing I know, I was stuck inside. How long have you been up there? I'm not sure. Days, maybe. Well, he brought me food, and he brought me milk. Evelyn takes a deep breath because the gravity of this is sinking in on her, and she realizes she's going to literally have to go to a family and apologize for her son having kidnapped their son and take him back. You think it's actually worse than that, Evelyn? Uh, Kidnapping is a major crime in Waterdeep. Um, The punishments are severe. Well... Does oh wait am I am I down there with them? With no, Simon you're 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 oh, currently okay. upstairs. With you Simon. had alone time with Simon to yeah. okay. discipline him. Okay, or whatever. Uh, Paul like notices Evelyn leaves, just like oh, so when he's bad, he's my son. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's fair. Um. Hmm. He's just like looking at just like. Hmm. Son, I just, I want you to know, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just drunk (laughs) and don't know how to deal with this right now. But you are going to go to your mother (laughs) and she's going to tell you where we go from here. So you go, you go to her. You promise me you'll go to her, yeah? 
Okay. Wait, I'm gonna I'm going down there too. We'll both go. Never mind. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so he, he just he follows you, I guess. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. You head back, and you hear them down in the kitchen, Paulton. You head that way. Uh, It's not until you get to the doorway of the kitchen and you realize the look of horror on the young boy's face that you've just brought his kidnapper back in the room with him. I'm, like, holding his hand. I'm just like... Yeah. It's like, you don't need to be afraid. And uh, uh, you can see the boy, he's just, like, petrified all of a sudden and tries to get away. Evelyn hugs him, like, lets him kind of nestle into her neck, and she's like, what are you doing? Like, and no. Strix, Strix is like, listen, we have to get this kid out of here and and blow this over before DF gets back. He can't find out that there was a kid in a cage of this house. Everyone's going to find out. He's gonna, he can't find out. We have to go take Simon's this kid's world. Simon's going to have to stand trial. This is a major offense. Wait, wait, he's going to what now? No, almost certainly he wouldn't stand trial. He would be destroyed. He's going to have to stand trial like a normal human person. If we can mm. prove that he has a soul, then he can stand trial like a normal human person. Or but that's what we'd have I to mean, do. How does it work with juveniles in uh, Waterdeep? Would it be his parents? Well, it so the the crime itself carries very stiff sentences, anywhere from imprisonment and hard labor uh, to depending on the individual. Um, in this case, if, unless Martum's like the son of a nobleman or something, chances are it wouldn't be death. Uh, It would be uh, some sort of fine paid to the family as well as imprisonment, flogging, and potentially hard labor. Um, However, this is a construct. The magistrate may interpret the... may instead say the construct is the property of the kidnapper or kidnappers, and so they would be put on trial and the construct would be destroyed. Evelyn explains all of this Waterdeep law to Paulton and Strix. So if you could not prove that the construct acted autonomously, you would be put on trial. Which honestly is probably better if we don't want Simon to be destroyed. So you or I or somebody here is uh, up for trial for kidnapping. Hmm. Kid, do you want to be an apprentice and know magic? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn looks at him like huh? <laughs> how does that sound uh, the, kid, uh, the kid is horrified because Simon's <laughs> here he's not saying anything he just you, he says to you Evelyn very quietly in your ear I want to go home I know you do I'm going to take you home right now Ooh, we have to, uh, hold on hold on wait Simon go to your room I have an idea, I have an idea. Simon looks at Paulton, confused. We can, there's got to be a spell that we can just wipe his memory. And he'll just end up back home. We're not going to wipe his memory. He'll just end up back home and then it'll be fine. Maybe, maybe, for his own sake. Could you send Simon to his room while we discuss this, please? Simon, you go to your room and you stay there and you wait (gasps) there, please. Strix okay. like also Strix goes up to Paulton and is like Paulton, do you do you suggest it on the kid? That doesn't work. for Simon her. will leave. Like, does the kid relax? Yes. I'm gonna take you home right away. 
We're just figuring out how to talk to your parents about this because of course we will take responsibility for our child's actions. And then at least he won't remember being in a cage if we find some way to, you know, suggest. Make make an insight check, uh, Evelyn. (laughs) This is not a hard one. I mean, it's not hard to read a kid, but. Uh, 13. Uh, You see doubt in Martim's mind that that thing could possibly be your son. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it is a little complicated. (laughs) We have to take him home. There's nothing we can do. Let Evelyn, you have to do it because you are a paladin of Lathander and everyone here loves Lathander. If I do it, I'm literally going to look like a forest hag that kidnapped a child to eat them. <laughs> I am aware of what I look like and I know what's going to happen. Or, and I just like, or just a side thought, and I like bend down, I like cover the kids' ears. It's like, what did you say? <laughs> You see one of the unseen servants drops a jug. <laughs> Evelyn slaps Walton across the face. I deserve that. That's fair. <laughs> she looks at him like she has never seen him before and walks out of the room with the child. Okay. He's like, okay. Oh, wait, you took the kid. Yeah. Shit. She, she's going to take him to his parents right now. Okay. So apparently I'm dealing with this alone. No, Strix, Strix can shadow she can shadow her, but she's not going to go up to the parents' door because, she, again, she looks like she's going to eat the child. Like, mm-hmm. e- Evelyn leaves is just like, dead kids aren't that weird in this campaign, are they? I guess I'm just dealing with this all by myself. Evelyn, as you walk out of the kitchen into the tap room, you see that the front door is hanging open. That's good. Uh... Front door's hanging open. Yeah. And it's still sort of swinging. Like, it, it just got thrown open and left open. It's kind of swinging shut slowly. Do I see anyone else in the tap room? No. <sighs> hey, guys, the door's open. I'm going to go take this in? kid home. Uh, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go with. I'll go with there's so that we, in the house. we can. It, there's, I don't know. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things going on in this house. I just kind of accept it. Do I see anyone around? Do I notice anything? Okay. Uh, nope. Wait, is Simon? Where's Simon? You sent him to his room, your room. Oh, oh no! That's, he ran away. That's not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> can I check Simon? to see if Simon went to his room. He did not. Okay, I get on my broom and I'm like, I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna use, uh, can I use locate creature? Yes, you can. Cool. Oh, if you do that, if you do that, then Strix will hand you her broom and say, you go find him. (sighs) If he's within a thousand feet of you, you'll be able to know where he is and the direction he's moving. Come on, he's not that fast. No, he's not. He got little legs. Uh, yeah, so um, you cast the spell, you concentrate. He is clearly moving away from the manor, uh, running away as fast as he can. So he's, he's out in the city now. 
And he's only like, maybe like 120 feet away by the time you... Well, you have to... The, the spell, let me just see how long the spell takes to cast. And then that will determine how far away he is. He'll still be within range in all likelihood. So uh, no, you can cast it as an action. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's, he's, you know, maybe 120 feet away and moving what appears to be his full speed away from the house. Okay, I'll, I'll take the broom. All right. And hop on it. This is the, this is the whole parent, like, driving around the neighborhood <laughs> trying to find his kid. Absolutely. So uh, are you going to, like, saddle up outside? Yeah, I'll saddle up outside. Okay, when you do, there's a big mm-hmm. of smoke. Uh, you take to the air. Some people notice you do this. Um, now, people in Waterdeep tend to be pretty nonplussed about things, so mostly they just look um, mm-hmm. to see what's going on. And as you rocket up in the air and follow the spell, uh, you can see Simon sort of running uh, out an alley and into the street uh, and into the path of an incoming coach. Can I try and swoop down and grab him? You sure can. So, you barrel down, a big trail of smoke behind you, um, through, under this sort of overpass, uh, and then come at him from behind to grab him out of the path of these charging horses. And he stops and stands in front of the horses as they barrel toward him, and I would like you to make a roll. And this will be a strength athletics check. Come on. Oh, 11. You grab him and swoop out of the way mere seconds before he is pulverized under horse hooves. And now I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 17. You also avoid crashing into uh, the wall of a building as you suddenly <laughs> go vertical. <sighs> Your feet literally dance acro- dances across the facade of the building as you swoop <laughs> upward. <laughs> but you have, like, you have him. You like ascend up, and he, I just like kind of float yeah, for a you, bit. Just you like, notice the thing, this... This is a very unstable ride with Simon on it because it technically doesn't support two creatures. Mm. But okay. you, you still I'll have. Like, um, I'll just land wherever I can nearby. Sure, there's a rooftop. Just, cool. I just land on the roof. <laughs> I'm just, like, holding him, just like, what? Why did you do that? Are you why, what, are you, what are you doing? You can't. You can't just run off like that. You, 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 you scared me so bad. You almost died. Again. God, I hate that that's a phrase that I use so often. Um, He's shaking his head. I just like, I just like pull him in and hug him. Just like, don't do that again. He doesn't reciprocate. He just sort of hangs there while you hug him. Please don't do that again. It's like holding him from me. Please. Simon. He's, he's like depressed. He's like looking down the edge of the rooftop. Looks back to you. I like kind of scoot him farther away. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, you get a sense that he's like measuring the rooftop to see if maybe that might kill him. Oh, our depressed boy. Let's go home, okay? He just sulks. But you do get him back. Evelyn. Yeah, as soon as he leaves to go find Simon, I leave with Strix if she's coming to go take the kid home. Well, Strix is debating on whether or not to clean up the attic just so that Edith doesn't see it. And she'll ask Evelyn, like, should we do this? Look, he didn't go into the attic enough times to find out there was a kid there, so I doubt that he'll be wanting to go into the attic right now. And by the way, he's going to find out anyway, so up to you. I mean, I know what it's like to clean for catharsis, so if you just need to clean something, then go ahead. But I'm going to go take this kid Do we need it for evidence? I don't know. That's, that's a very good question in your mind, Evelyn. If, if the kid were to go to court and report what happened to him, almost certainly the authorities would want to see the scene of the crime. I think you should leave it exactly how it is, and I'm going to go take this kid home, and you're welcome to come with me, or you should go help Paulton find Simon. Uh, I will come with you. All right. They don't let them see me, because I know how that goes. Are the two of you going on foot, or are you taking Lance in the cart? Lance. Okay. I tell I don't tell Lance the whole story though because he's new and I don't want him to okay. judge us. Right. Uh, you can see that Martin is strangely kind of fascinated by Lance. Uh, like he, there's something maybe the kid just likes animals. You're not sure, but before he actually gets in the wagon, he does kind of walk up to the mule and kind of put his hand up on the mule's nose. And and Lance is very patiently just sort of sniffing his hand and actually licks the kid's hand. And the kid, a smile crosses Martin's face for the first time that you've seen. Oh. Uh, you like you like Lance? Mm-hmm. I think Lance likes you too. Mm-hmm. You guys can be friends. He smiles. Hi, Lance. <laughs> so Strix will be like, I need juniper. Give me juniper. Oh, she gives you juniper. Yeah, and Strix likes the animals. Strix is like, look, here's a little mouse. Her name's Juniper. Do you want to hold her? He looks and says, oh, that's really cute. Can I see? And yeah. He, yeah, he really does, cute. and he, pet, he pets her very gently. Um, oh. He seems to be really, really kind with critters. And oh, he likes animals. He says, hi, Juniper. Aw. Um... So, Martin, who's your family? Uh, he tells you uh, that uh, his family lives uh, about a block and a half uh, to the east. Um, they have a nice house, um, but it's, it's small. Uh, he says that he's got a mother and a father. Um, he tells you their names. You've never heard of them before, um, and you probably won't remember them a day from now. Uh, but uh, he also says they live with their aunt, and he has an older sister who is a bit of a jerk. And I don't, I don't like, recognize their family name or anything like that. No, you don't, they don't strike you as anybody important. Uh, but he tells you uh, that his father um, uh, leaves town occasionally. He is a, um, a caravan master. Well, we got to go tell your parents what happened. You can hang out with Juniper. You can hold her while we go there. Yeah, he sits in the back of the wagon with Juniper in his hand. I'm talking to her. Okay. And you can see the ride there. It's like nothing happened. Um, He has 
being out in the wagon, which he likes, uh, being in a safe place, all these things, the small mouse, the, the mule, it's almost like, you know, this is, there's no indication this kid has suffered any stress in this moment because he's so that's, comfortable. That's good. Yeah. All right, I take, I take him to his house. All right. Uh, you can see it's a, it's a tidy, modest estate with not much of a yard. There's stone, old stone steps leading up to the front doors, and then there's these sort of iron wrought um, uh, prongs that come off on each side of the door that have lanterns hanging from them. And you can see there's a nameplate on the door indicating that it is uh, a residence and the family name is imprinted upon it. I knock on the door and I, ho- I, I hold uh, Martim in front of me, like my hands on his little okay. shoulders. Uh, an older woman, you'd say too old to be his mother, probably his aunt, comes to the door uh, and you can see she's got a pipe and she's smoking it and she opens it and she says, your mother has been looking for you. Where have you been? You haven't been down by the docks again, have you? She'll be furious. And Martin oh. kind of looks up at you and goes, uh, 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 no, I was just staying over with a friend. You were, you... Yeah. And, and, uh. and this, is, this is his mother, Evelyn, and she just wanted to make sure I got back safe. What, what does Evelyn... <sighs> um, can, can Evelyn roll a religion check? Sure. On whether she... <laughs> whether Lathander's like, well, you got this, that's out of my domain. Well, basically she's trying to decide whether, like, every child has the autonomy to decide how they want to deal with their family or whether the truth... She should tell the parents <laughs> the truth, basically. All right. So this is... She is uh, looking to the teachings of Lathander to figure out what her conscience should do. Yes, Given exactly. these circumstances. You can make a religion check. 15. Okay. This is highly irregular. Under normal circumstances, your faith would advocate for honesty, but plain honesty is never... You shouldn't just consider that the blind one solution to all of life's problems Mm -hmm. uh, because people are much more complicated than that. Um, You also think that this just could be providence that, um, you know, uh, you that this child has responded so well to you and trusts you so implicitly that he doesn't want to see you put in any jeopardy. And so he's kind of surprisingly mature for a kid his age, but he seems to be willing to let bygones be bygones so that you don't don't have to go to prison. What a kid. Can I also roll insight on, like, he seems kind of scared of this person. Go ahead. Can I, yeah. Can I get insight on basically like Absolutely. his Absolutely. His relationship with his situation. aunt. Yes. Yeah. Also, at this point, Strix is sitting in the wagon mm-hmm. with the horse Lance. or the yeah. mule and just looking like this like sad image of Barovia, <laughs> just like on the wagon, just like looking back right. at the kid. There's like one cloud in the sky too and it's just shining its shadow down upon her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's, she's just like, she's just like, can we just not have this happen? Like, why does this happen to us? Like, she's just talking to herself. People people are walking by on the sidewalk and hearing her talking to herself, too, so and they just give her strange looks. Yeah, and she's just just staring at at this happening. Okay. 
I got 19 insight. Uh, Martin sort of rolled his eyes when he realized his aunt came to the door, and your assessment of the relationship is he's got a happy home life. He's given a fair amount of autonomy. There's no indication of abuse, in bo- in, either, in, either in his personality or in his physical form before you. And you think that he's just... The impression is he wishes his aunt would find her own damn place to live. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so having taken a moment and kind of like giving him a meaningful look, she kind of winks at him. Okay. And then she's like, we had a great time, but I knew that his family would miss him. So, of course, I brought him home. But, you know, Martim, you are welcome to come play with Juniper or Lance or, you know, any of us anytime. Uh, And uh, you see him look at you. And he, he's, he's still got Juniper in his hand, and he says, I'll take really good care of her, I promise. Oh! Mm. Uh. <laughs> well, you need to understand about Juniper, she has very special needs. She eats a lot, she sleeps a lot, and she does nothing other than eat and sleep and enjoy herself. You, you could you could come by tomorrow and give me a list, and I, I I swear I'll follow it. I'll follow it more closely than anything I've ever followed before. She won't miss a, she won't miss a meal. I promise. Evelyn Evelyn gets down next to Juniper and looks at her, and she says, "Juniper, do you care at all where you live?" The mouse is just a mouse. <laughs> just sort of hanging out in his hand, and it's sort of half sleepy sleeping in his hand, and just sort of opens a little red eye and looks at you and just sort of, you Juniper, know. I knew that you were brought back to life for a reason. Oh and God. I knew that we knew each other for a reason. And it looks like this child who needs love and a companion is the reason. I think this is meant to be. And she kind of scratches her behind the ear. That also makes it way easier for us to wrap up this very inconvenient plot point. <laughs> <laughs> A little Paulton rubbing off on Evelyn here. Okay. Um, Paulton, just like where he is, just like senses something. He's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I think Evelyn says that, and then she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Something's wrong. (laughs) So uh, since Juniper seems happy and it makes the kids so happy, Evelyn like kind of just melts and she kind of wipes a little tear, but she's like, this will be a good place for her. Looks like, a good, looks like battle. a good home, for sure. I mean, she has been riding around inside Evelyn's breastplate and, like, almost getting yeah, killed consistently yeah. for, like, a year. So, you know, anyone can feed her and let her sleep, so that'll be good. She'll be safer here. So she says, yes, of course, and kind of, like, waves happily to him and says, come by any time and bring Juniper to say hi. I will. And he runs into the house. Evelyn, uh... The, uh, the aunt just sort of lets out a puff of smoke. <sighs> And closes the door. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Evelyn kind of like looks a tiny bit like she looks heartwarmed <laughs> but crestfallen, you know, just like, well, that went well. Trix is like, all right, when, when's the court date? <laughs> there won't be any court date. But also, Dianth never has to find out. <laughs> I would say that we should tell him, but he has been keeping a lot from us. Yeah, like, we can't. I just. Do you see how sad he is all the time? Now that I, like, feel weird, I notice that he's really sad all the time. Yeah, maybe we should do something nice for him. Not telling him about a kid in a cage is probably number one. 
that's true. Sometimes it's okay to not be 100% honest. I mean, it's not like lying so much as just... Protecting. Uh, I don't know. That feels a little morally in, in gray, but I have had a lot of decisions made already today, and I think we should just go home. Let's go! <laughs> she just like, All right. Oh, you... by the way, I saw you gave Juniper to the kid. I'm actually pretty thankful for that. We have way too many cats. <laughs> <laughs> you return back to uh, your uh, Waffle House. Uh, Simon and Paulton have returned. Evelyn looks uh, relieved but sad. Like she's putting on a brave face. Yeah, it's she's like, yeah, Paulton, you 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 read in this situation something terrible has happened. <laughs> what happened? Evelyn what, is what, just what, pale. All the all the blood has rushed from her face. Oh my god. They're gonna they're gonna put Diath on trial for this, aren't they? <laughs> no, no, they I just it was actually, I mean, it it's it's really hard to say. They, I let him keep Juniper. <laughs> You're like, who the fuck is Juniper? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I I know who Juniper is, right? I have to. You do. Yeah, you yes, do. you do. Okay. You I do. was going to say, it's like, I know he's... Periodically, okay. Evelyn, like, feeds him, feeds her little morsels of food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. But why? Because he wanted her, and he, he was attached to her, and, 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 I don't know. So you, so you, you gave your pet to the, to the kid? Yeah. You wanted it? Toy Story 3 to us. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well played. I knew I couldn't trust that kid. You I mean, at least, like, you know, he just told them he was playing with Simon, and so that part's fine. <sighs> yeah, but now he's got leverage, and that's never, that's never good. Especially in a kid. Leverage? <laughs> I'm sorry in advance, but this is what Strix is doing. You hear... <laughs> a really large explosion. Uh, what? She cast fireball into the turret. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's this blast. <laughs> and then yes, I'm going to run up there. The, the, the <laughs> bits of turret rain down into the alley and the street around the building. Um, and uh, you now have this roofless tower smoldering on the edge of your estate. And Strix, if Paulton runs in, she's going to look at Paulton and be like, he stays in your room now, don't let him out of your sight! It wasn't a fixer-upper when we got here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You said Magnus can fix it, it's fine. Now it's gone. Evidence is gone, the cage is gone, everything's gone. Okay. Out on cool. the street, these little burning pieces of paper of Simon as a little boy <laughs> sort of fall down in flames. Evelyn, Evelyn looks at all this and then looks at the bar and she's like, "How do you do this? Can I?" And she gets a bottle. <laughs> How do you? <laughs> Evelyn, when you go to the bar, you see that there is something sticking in it that wasn't there before, and it is a knife. Oh, good. And under that knife, pinned to the bar, is a piece of paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you know what? I haven't dealt with enough today. I'm really excited to find out what this is. 
this paper stuck with a knife to my bar. You look at it, and it says, well, first of all, there's a symbol on it that looks like a circle with ten spokes radiating out from it equidistantly. And above that symbol symbol are written the words, I have your owlbear. (gasps) And that's where we'll stop. All right. Everybody in the waffle crew gets a level. Ah! Yay! I'm so. My emotions are just all over the place right now. I just can't. (laughs) Everybody gets a level. So when we we return to the waffle crew, you'll all be what level? 11? 11. Yeah, that's big. Okay. So sneak preview, sneak preview of things that you get at 11th level. I'm so upset. Yeah, we're just gonna gloss over the our our Albert thing is gone. What to talk about levels? Sorry, I blew up the turret. I didn't want to do it, but Strix did. (gasps) Okay. Sorry. Hey, Bard gets sixth level spell. Oh my god! (laughs) The sorcerer too. Sorcerer gets sixth level spell. Oh my god. Yep, and, an, and another sorcery point. Smite? Oh <gasps> yes. Oh yes. My god. Oh, you thought done. I was doing damage during episode 100. <laughs> yeah, haha. Improved divine smite indeed. Yes. And then uh, our rogue friend. Oh my god. Our rogue friend get is sad. going to get an extra die on his sneak attack. Oh Jesus. And his reliable talent, which is that thing he was telling us about earlier. Do you remember that? That's right. That thing Dude. where he can't really, like, botch a roll that he's proficient in? Yeah, because he gets, like, some kind of crazy bonus. Yeah, if, if, even if he rolls less than, like, a 10, it's always at least a 10. Anyway, uh, so you guys will get all that. Uh, as a little code... You get mass suggestion yeah. for Paulson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, in addition, um, a quick announcement. Uh, uh, Diath will be back next week. He will, next week, also be available in Idle Champions. Yay! Yes. Woo! Lots of cool, fun mechanical stuff attached to DF for Idle Champions. Check that out next week. Um, and we'll also, pick, we'll also figure out what DF learned during his absence. And he comes back literally to oh, the house actually, on fire. Actually, we, we might not. Because how do you guys fancy this? Another um, weird and wacky episode next week about waffles and hit and maybe some new friends. Oh no. Oh. Waffles and oh friends pet episode? Waffles and friends pet episode. I mean, I'm I'm always down for whatever the Perkins verse dictates. All right, then we'll talk more about that. Next oh, week's yeah. episode by the way is called The Fast and the Furriest. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Amazing. Also, uh, can I just say? Yes. Uh, this feel uh, as I'm leveling up, Paulton, mm-hmm. uh, rolling the hit die. Of course, things are on brand, and the bard now has 69 hit points. Oh jeez. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> er, er, er. <laughs> Amazing. That was a great episode, guys. Oh, there was so much in that episode. There sure was. We did a bunch of, uh, thank you for allowing our hijinks. <laughs> we oh, had the chair, we had just come up with the chair fight one day. <laughs> I think we were drinking and came up with the chair fight. I love the chair fight, it's great. Yeah. Lunch Chairs have become this sort of key theme of the, of the season, It's enough. true. 
Magnus well, would have been appalled at the chair fight. Yeah, Magnus. Is I don't know. Appalled at a lot of stuff. I'm not sure he would do. be. Oh, maybe he'd like it. I, I think he's. I think he'd feel left out. Maybe we Fair. can have an. Uh, we can <gasps> have like WWE chair down or something. Yeah. When he Guys. comes back, you, you recall he has. He's made a few chairs in his day. That's true. Right. So he's probably got like an armored combat chair that would have been oh. you know, quite a formidable foe for Ch- Count uh, Strahd von Cherubich. <laughs> I get one of my favorite spells at six level: chain okay. lightning. Yes. Chain but, lightning. But fans, no. do not do not fear. I have no intention of you know putting waffles in serious harm's way. So next week's episode is going to be a fun one if it if if we do what I'm hoping we do. Ooh. Mm. Wow. What right. a, Remember, what a this day. season is about friendship. Fair. Mm. We made friends with this child that our son kidnapped. That's right. Yes. We did. You didn't make Great. friends with Nasca, though. Oh. Uh, I, I, yeah. Hope that doesn't <laughs> come back to bite us. <laughs> I think it may have already come back to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and it I, seems. I meant to write a little letter to him to just be like, yo. Sorry, you can't live with us. You can still come over sometimes. We're still buddies. <laughs> but then, you know, Simon kidnapped a child, so I was going to get to that afterwards. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. All right, that uh-huh. one goes down in the record books as one of our best. Uh, everybody <laughs> tune in next week. Until then, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.